You are listening to the audio preaching podcast of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Fallbrook, California, pastored by James Christensen. Though located in the heart of Southern California, you will hear powerful, relevant, and life-changing preaching from the Word of God. Pastor Christensen believes that every Christian can reach their potential for the Lord. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Hello, ladies. Thank you and welcome back. I'm glad you're here listening or watching what great thing technology is. So hopefully you've watched part one of Do You Still Believe? And I, it's, it's very important because there's such a strong um, uh, background that I laid with the Word of God to finish this out, the study together, for us to be stronger as ladies and to know what we believe. So I'm going to jump right back into it. Um, I did have points one and two where God is truth and truth does not change. So number three, the same God that saved you, called you, and you gave your life to has not changed. Um, Psalm four is excellent, the whole Psalm for this, but verse three in particular says, but know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. Ladies, that doesn't mean that somebody has to be in full-time ministry or a missionary or something. You could be a housewife. You could be a homeschool mom. You could be a businesswoman. Uh, you could have any title. You could be a pastor's wife. But God says, if you're godly, he sets you apart for himself. Then the last part of that verse says, the Lord will hear when I call unto him. And even though I don't know maybe your name and face right now of every person that's watching, but I think somewhere deep inside of you, like me, I want God to hear me uh, on the good days, on the rough days, um, on the celebration times and on the sorrow times. I want to know that God hears me. And that verse says that I need to know and realize that if I walk with him and I try to live my uh, godly life to please him, that he is going to hear me. Um, you know, there are ladies that maybe used to watch these Bible studies with us. Um, that no longer watch it. Don't be the next casualty. Don't be the next person that isn't in your place in your church because you are very, very important. Um, but if we're going to be tossed to and fro by the world and by the waves of the changes and the trends within Christianity, we and myself included may not be here a year from now because I gave in to something that just seemed Oh, it was going to be the newest, greatest thing to build a church, the best thing to get a crowd, the best thing to get people to worship the Lord. And I compromise in that um, following of that trend, if you will. And that same God, like I said, point three, that called us, saved us, loves us. He didn't change. I was the one who stepped away. Uh, Isaiah 49, five says, and now saith the Lord that formed me from the womb to be his servant. I'll stop there. This is actually, uh, my husband's life verse and he was born with a cleft lip. And at some point, I don't remember if he told me he was a teenager, but the Lord gave him this verse and talks about that God knew him and formed him, not just as a person, but to be a servant of God while he was still in the womb. Then it says to bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. So right there it says, though Israel be not gathered. Isaiah was saying, you know, even if Israel doesn't do right, 
even if they're not unified, I am going to do right. And it says that God's going to be glorious, but look at him gloriously. Um, and that God will be my strength. Ladies, even if it seems as if no one around you is doing right, be the one who makes the difference. Be the one who takes the stand and doesn't change. Uh, Matthew 21, 22. This is an excellent verse as well. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Now, those are the words of Jesus Christ. And Sadly enough, uh, that's one of the verses that are very, very misused from the word of God because it's like a genie. Wow. If I just ask God and I could believe it'll happen. But really God is talking to those. If we're walking with the Lord, we ask him with a tender, um, genuine heart and believe and know that he's the one that can answer. Um, God will do it. Now that doesn't always mean to my specifications of that prayer request, but it does mean that God's going to work in my life and he's going to hear me. Uh, I found this story that was very interesting, a true story. While crossing the Atlantic Ocean on an ocean liner, F.B. Meyer was asked to address the first class passengers. At the captain's request, he spoke on the title, Answered Prayer. An agnostic who was present at the service was asked by his friends, What did you think of, Ms. of Dr. Meyer's sermon? He answered, I didn't believe a word of it. That afternoon, Meyer went to speak to the fourth class passengers. Many of the listeners at his morning service went along, including the agnostic, who claimed he just wanted to hear what the babbler had to say. Before starting the service, the agnostic put two oranges in his pocket. On his way, he passed an elderly woman sitting in her deck chair fast asleep. Her hands were open. In the spirit of fun, <clears throat> excuse me, the agnostic put two oranges in her outstretched palms. After the meeting, he saw the old lady happily eating one of those pieces of fruit. You seem to be enjoying that orange, he remarked with a smile. Yes, sir, she replied. My father is very good to me. Your father? Surely your father can't still be alive, he said. Praise God, she replied. He is very much alive. Well, what do you mean, pressed the agnostic. She explained, I'll tell you, sir. I have been seasick for days and days. I was asking God to somehow send me an orange. I suppose I fell asleep while I was praying. When I awoke, I found he had not only sent me one orange, but two. The agnostic was speechless. Later, he was converted to Christ all because of this experience. You know, ladies, are we positive enough to believe that my God can do anything? Do you just pray in general to the Lord or are you specific like this lady? That, Lord, I've got some specific needs and I need you to come through. Here, she had an idea that she thought her prayer could be answered by one orange. But God had a whole nother way of two oranges and agnostic that was going to get saved all because she was seasick. I believe if we could talk to her today, she would say it was very much worth getting seasick on that boat for the, that agnostic to get saved. <clears throat> what answer to prayer, a story do you currently have? Because you are a specific prayer believing and knowing that God can answer those prayers. So that's the next question. Do you pray believing? Um, number four I have is decide, commit, and vow not to change your doctrine or principles. 
Listen to another story that I have. Dr. J. Wilbur Chapman told of a distinguished minister, Dr. Howard from Australia, who preached very strongly on the subject of sin. After the service, one of the church officers came to the council with him in the study. Dr. Howard, he said, we don't want you to talk as openly as you do about man's guilt and corruption. Because if our boys and girls hear you discussing that subject, they will more easily become sinners. So why don't you call it a mistake, if you will, but do not speak so plainly about sin. The minister took down a small bottle, showing it to the visitor and said, you see the label? It says strychnine. And underneath in bold red letters, the word poison. Do you know, man, what you are asking me to do? You are suggesting that I change the label. Suppose I do and you paste over it the words, essence of peppermint. Don't you see what happens? The milder you make the label, the more dangerous you make your poison. Ladies, when I read that illustration the Lord brought across my path, it goes right along with it, but it gave me chills just as it did right now reading it. That's exactly what we're doing in our churches. That's what we're doing with our ladies and our, our own personal maybe Bible studies is I'm changing the way I word things. Um, the whole, um, all the issues that our society, the world, but especially America is having with pronouns and how we talk to people. Um, how we're, um, gen the gender identity and all of that, um, uh, it's creeping into our churches. Um, and not just that things about our music, um, the word of God, um, not sticking with the King James Bible, changing how I believe, how I worship, what influences, what books I read, even Christian ones into my life. We've got to be so careful. First Timothy six, 11 to 14. Listen to what the Bible says. For thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, wherewith thou art also called and hast professed a profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ladies, I ask you, if the Lord were to come back today, are you closer to him and the doctrine and principles that he has put into your heart than you were a year ago, five years ago, a decade ago or many more than that if we're not ladies we've got to get back on track it is so vital for the next generation even for those around me and those that are maybe in their senior years that need something some encouragement um, I hear so often more and more grandparents say I'm not worried for myself and not as much my children but I'm so concerned about my grandchildren and the, the future people with the way America's going and with the way the church is going. Ladies, we can put um, a slow motion and a halt on it if we would take a stand. Here's a little, um, little bit of a poem someone put together. The Muslims put their faith in the Quran and Muhammad. The Buddhists put faith in graven images. 
The humanist puts faith in himself. The religious man puts faith in his works. The materialist puts faith in his wealth. But a true spiritual life of faith is only as good as its object. What do you put your faith in? Ladies, if we don't have a personal walk with God, we are going to give up all of our doctrine, our principles, our standards. And what is left for the next generation? What's left for that friend, that person that needs someone stronger to believe and to know that the Lord Jesus is truth? So I ask you, if you were to jump off of a bridge, or if I knew you were dying of cancer, and I had a cure, or I were there at that place that you were trying to take your life, I would beg, I would plead, uh, I would try to intervene to help you or to fix the situation, to give you that cure. But ladies, that's what's happening to us spiritually. Many of us are on our last breath. Many of us are considering throwing in the towel completely. And um, again, if you were here, I would give you this little chalkboard that I just wrote the word on it, believe. And if you walk away from one thing from this lesson is, I ask you, what do you believe? <clears throat> but then I also ask you to believe. We've got to, we've got to believe the word of God. We've got to believe that his truth is real and that I can't change. If I change, I'm just as the rest and there's no difference. Decades ago, when many of our churches looked at a contemporary Christian movement starting to really roll through the U.S., really the 80s brought it on, the 90s for sure, and then the wave got bigger within the 2000s. And ladies, it's now within our churches. It is everywhere. We've got to take a stand that some of these things that are happening are not right. But if I'm not living right, and if I don't know the difference and see the difference, I'm just going to be rolling along with that wave. But like I told you last week with the last study, <clears throat> I'm here to give you that shot of encouragement. All the words that we read from the Word of God in this study are powerful and quick. They can give me the courage that I need to take that stand. Um, you know, I stand before you today pleading, begging, and charging you not to change, to do right, and to keep the faith. Um, there's a wonderful song I love. Oh, praise the name talking about praising God's name and that he still stands. And also another one, you might even know the hymn at the cross, you know, he laid his life down for us. I could, the least I can do is stand. So I ask you, what do you believe? And I ask you not to change it unless it is you who is standing in the place that needs to be strengthened. But I also stand here saying, I believe in the Lord that he can help you take that stand. Let's work together. Let's become stronger women in the church, in my Christian walk, and as a daughter of Christ. I look forward to the next study that we have together. Thank you, ladies, very much. Thank you for listening to this preaching podcast from Cornerstone Baptist Church. We hope that you were encouraged. For more information about our ministry, you can find us online at cornerstonefallbrook.org. 